This week on Fielding Questions, we're talking ballpark food. We go to San Francisco and they got a fish sandwich or something, we do that. Or yeah. Whatever, Texas barbecue, Baltimore with the Boogs barbecue. I am contemplating one day one of the expensive Yankee Stadium steaks. <laughs> that one I want to try. We're not going to afford it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to plan out if you got to have the crazy. You got to start off light with like a hot dog and stuff like that. And then by the end of it, Go in and get the crazy get the stuff. Crazy stuff. Mine was out in San Francisco. The New England clam chowder and the sourdough bowl was amazing. They did New England clam chowder, chowder out. And the sour dish. Wow. Hi, I'm Mandy Bell, Cleveland Guardians beat reporter for MLB.com. And with me, as always, is Sarah Langs, researcher, reporter, also for MLB.com. Welcome back to Fielding Questions, where each episode we're going to try to answer one big question about baseball by talking to players, talking to fans, sometimes coaches, as we will get to this week. And of course, talking to each other, which we do 24-7 anyway, so why not just share it with more people? Sarah, this episode we're getting into food, and specifically we're trying to figure out what's the best ballpark food. Fans obviously will have some strong opinions and we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to take you inside the clubhouse to hear from players about the foods that they eat before and after every game and which ballparks provide the best spreads. And of course, we're going to talk about press box food, my favorite topic, which is another perspective that reporters love to debate. But first, Sarah, when you hear the phrase ballpark food, what comes to mind for you? So I need to start by pointing out so (laughs) everybody knows that I am vegetarian. (laughs) So ballpark hot dogs, you know, any other meat-based go-to, the headliners at a lot of ballparks are not for me. I'm sure they're delicious. I can't wait to hear about them from players, coaches, fans, (laughs) and you. But they will not be my answers, and I'm just apologizing so nobody thinks I'm disrespecting hot dogs or anybody else. Good disclaimer. We got to make sure that's out there. (laughs) Yes, I need people to know that I'm not trying to do wrong by any food. When I think about ballpark food, the absolute first thing that comes to mind for me was the first game I ever went to at now Oracle Park Mm -hmm. with my family. It was a couple years after it opened, and at the time it was probably still Pac Bell Park, I believe, out in San Francisco. It was with my mom, it was with my grandma, and I believe my father was there as well. And we were very, very cold. We bought gloves at the game. Now, This is a normal night game in San Francisco. My mom is from the area, big Giants fan, so we weren't caught off guard, but we were very cold. We knew it would be cold. It was. And I distinctly remember that that was the first time I ever saw churros being sold in the stands at a ballpark. And I feel like now that's a pretty common occurrence. But the only ballparks I had been to to that point were Shea Stadium for the Mets and Yankee Stadium for the Yankees. So at that time, at least in my understanding or memory, there were no churros in the stands at either of those ballparks. And I remember because the churros 
were warm and delicious. So when I think about ballpark food, that is the first thing that comes to mind, is warming myself and my entire family warming up by eating some churros in the stands, watching the Giants in the early 2000s. What about you? What comes to mind with ballpark food? I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to be the only churro reference on the episode. <laughs> I'm going to say that. But I think for me, the the specific thing that goes to is just like all the memories I have with my parents of trying like different types of food. The first thing that pops in my head every time is going to St. Louis. They had a meatball cone. It was like this. It was just like this dough shaped in a cone shape and you had meatballs stuffed in it with like a little bit of Parmesan cheese and marinara sauce in it. And I love Italian food. And I was like, this is weird. I'm all about this. Um, That's got to be my favorite. So when I always say like St. Louis is a sleeper ballpark, which I think it is in general, know that it's rooted in the meatball cone when that opinion is out there because that that won me over pretty hard. So meatball cone, along the same line as churro, a little bit different. Just slightly. Just slightly. It's not the traditional, you know, chicken tenders, hot dog, pretzels, peanuts, nothing like that. And then another one, I know my dad in Atlanta, they had like this tomahawk pork chop and it looked ridiculous. It was the size of like a dinner plate. You picture the finest china that your grandparents own, like that ridiculously sized plate that you think, why do you still own these things? Who are you? Who's eating off of that? It's so oversized, but it's like too small to be a serving dish. It was that type of size. And they had a bun that was the size of the pork chop. And I remember that distinctly. And my dad was like, well, I guess I have to get it. Like, it became like an obligation for us at points. Even though we might not have wanted to order it, it was sort of an obligation of we're here, so we have to. So he took one for the team on that one and ordered the tomahawk pork chop that was just so enormous. It's kind of like a postcard from the ballpark, like the way you were describing it. It's like you have something you check off. I know that they do these kinds of treasure hunts or that's not (laughs) really the right word, but like a passport where you're going to all the wineries in a certain area over the course of a summer. And if you do it, you get a prize, that kind of thing. I feel like hopefully people know what I'm talking about. Like going back to San Francisco, there are garlic fries at a few ballparks now, but I know that in my mind, that was always a San Francisco thing. It was the Gilroy garlic. Gilroy is a place in the Bay Area where it was coming from, and that was a thing. And now every ballpark has sort of like a signature dish. Yeah, I don't quite have the courage yet to go to Progressive Field and get their Fruit Loops hot dog, I think it is. Yeah. 
I don't, I haven't gotten the courage for that just yet. We're still, we're still growing. We're still growing. We're not quite there yet, but I think it opens the door to like this generational thing of old school is traditional. You have the peanuts, the hot dogs, the, maybe the chicken tenders can be like a traditional thing, but then you break out into this new world of baseball where you bring in, I mean, the Yankee stadium has like a sushi stand. Like what on earth are we talking about at a ballpark? But The moral of the story is it seems like as baseball's evolved along the same ways of like letting the kids play, it's sort of evolved the same way of why do we have to stick to the same four things and why can't we bring in something that's going to be more of a marketing piece for us? So I think there's an aspect of that involved. Yeah. And this is why I'm so excited to hear what these players had to say, because the other side of this is that behind the scenes. Fans are sitting in the stands eating meatball cones and (laughs) steaks and whatever else and (laughs) me with nachos and churros. But ballplayers are eating before the game, after the game. Mm -hmm. And in this day and age, you know, stuff like uh, nutrition is really important for an athlete. So I'm really excited to hear what they all have to say. We will hear from players, but first let's take a quick break. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The sushi inside of here? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. That's like 7-Eleven sushi. I'm not trusted inside yeah. that ballpark. That's just my feeling. I've had the extra long hot dog here. Pretty good. It's pretty good. You yeah. know, I mean, I went for another one. If you can handle it in your seat without making too much of a mess, I'm willing to try something else. Yeah. I'm going to go with the bacon on the stick. That's the best option. Bacon on the stick? No one said bacon on the stick yet. Welcome back to Fielding Questions with me, Mandy Bell, Guardian's beat reporter for MLB.com, and Sarah Langs, researcher and reporter for MLB.com as well. And Sarah, as we just got into a little bit of all of our favorite ballpark food specialties that we have come across along the way, players have sort of had the same type of journey, but not at like the concession stands. Each ballpark provides food for teams. They have their own chefs underneath the stadiums. They have these post-game spreads. They have pre-game spreads. They have all these different snacks. So I'm curious if there's any theme among the players of like which teams do it best. We can... Start with someone at least I talk to so that we can get the one that I know about out of the way, because I like to get to the ones where I'm surprised by them. He's not a current player, but he's still a person who's at the ballpark every single day. He's Guardian's assistant hitting coach, Victor Rodriguez. We can see what he had to say about his favorite. Chili dog. Chili dog. Oh, yeah. 
And when those chili dogs in the field, that was a beautiful thing. <laughs> and you know something? <laughs> if if my wife gave me chili dogs in my house, <laughs> I might throw her out of the house. But in the in the baseball field, I love it. You know, it's some food that you. Oh, we got hot dogs today. We got what? No. But in the field, I can eat hot dogs with the best, with mustard. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a food that you eat in baseball fields, you know, but not in the house. I like my rice and beans and pork chop and stuff like that, but hot dog, no. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that you had this conversation. Of course, behind the scenes PSA. Mandy texted me immediately after this conversation, said I just spoke to him. He was really, really good. This is going to be great. I agree. That was outstanding. And I love the dichotomy that certain foods, if you ate it at home, you're like, what are you doing? This is unhealthy. We shouldn't be doing this. But at the ballpark, it's, of course, absolutely, we should be eating this right now. Exactly. Well, one, the passion in his voice was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. Um, I'm sure you could probably hear that in the background, which I tried to keep to myself, but I couldn't because it, this man is just so passionate about chili dogs, which just seem it seems so funny. And he's right, though, and like you're right how you say it. There's this weird label that some of these foods have gotten of, this is at the ballpark and this is normal at the ballpark, but outside of it, it's not. Like, I know, I know there's people who do, you can sit down and have chili dogs from time to time or something, but that's just not, there's there's foods, like I'm not going home and I'm eating a meatball cone for dinner tonight, but like in St. Louis, that was the best <laughs> dinner I've ever had in my brain. But yeah, I couldn't stop laughing during that. Yeah, that was amazing. And I'm really excited for the next one because our own Anthony Ducoma got to talk to Mark Canna about this. And I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows how much of a foodie Mark Canna is. His <laughs> yeah. Instagram handle is literally Big League Foodie. Go look <laughs> it up. He posts photos of Michelin star restaurants or wherever he goes. He is a big, big food guy. So, of course, Anthony DiComo went straight to the source for us. Thank you so much to Anthony for that. And he spoke to him about his favorite food in the clubhouse at City Field. It's definitely in rotation where we get it regularly, and it's miso glazed Chilean sea bass. And it's a post-game, and it's super good. They had it last night, and it was amazing. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I don't know how they make it in bulk like that and make it so good, but they cook it perfectly yeah. every time. It's like they've got it down to a science. Chilean sea bass is not the answer I was prepared for. I know, especially both in both New York fields, I feel like they get very creative in making sure that the players are well-fed. And even when I talked to Victor Rodriguez, he talked about Yankee Stadium for a very long time about how they have top-of-the-line food. They have every category known to man, every type of food. So I get it that that's there. But Chilean sea bass, that threw me a little bit. That's amazing. I mean, this shows how the game has changed. Do you think any player who was playing in, I don't know, 1975 got Chilean sea bass 
meso-glazed Chilean sea bass <laughs> in the post-game spread. I mean, I don't think that was a thing, and this is the way the game has changed, the way the world has changed, and the way we, you know, see athletes, that has all changed. Nutrition has become such an important thing. Let's listen a little more from him because he continued to talk to Decomo uh, about his favorite road ballpark food and not just at City For Field. players, um, Yankee Stadium. It's in another class. It's in a class of its own. Everywhere else is the best meal you're going to get is like a catered like steakhouse food, which is good for post game. But they just I mean the variety that there's an Italian night there one night. They'll do sushi one night, sushi and steak, and the quality of the food is just just better yeah I mean at most places you go I think they make assumptions on what like guys like to eat so a lot of times it'll be like barbecue is a popular one then you kind of get sick of eating barbecue all the time on the road so like, okay what day are they going to do barbecue because everyone wants barbecue when you're trying to produce in mass like that I feel like the quality can go out the window but they do a really good job here somehow and they do a really good job at Yankee Stadium New York having the best food doesn't surprise me in the slightest. The press box food at Yankee Stadium is the best press box food that I've had at the handful of ballparks where I have worked. So this makes all the sense in the world to me because I feel like somewhere it is the same individuals, you know, putting together all of this. Like I said, I was talking to Victor Rodriguez about this and he's just like, they have everything that you can imagine. They have Italian food, Mexican, Japanese. They have every single category of food you could ever imagine. And it's always done at the best possible quality. Um, So it seems like it's the common response. It's the common response for writers too, because they do everything right. And let me tell you, it seems like the Minnesota Twins are number two. So I will give a shout out because... We need to give some other teams credit here because we can't just have this all be Yankees. But Twins is a very solid choice. And I will say to the point of the Yankee uh, food, as I mentioned at the top, I'm a vegetarian. Yankee (laughs) Stadium has a legit salad bar. Like, you know, you can go to somewhere like Chopped or uh, Sweet Green and get your different toppings, whatever. You can do a pretty good job of that at Yankee Stadium. It's not just your sort of typical cafeteria salad bar where they have a couple lettuces, some tomatoes, and like cucumbers. I mean, I can remember putting stuff like edamame, I want to say, and corn, Mm -hmm. maybe some artichoke hearts. I mean, I'm getting hungry. I know nobody (laughs) else is getting hungry during my salad. No, no, I'm okay over here. (laughs) I mean, you don't associate that with baseball, even on the working side. And the other thing is for day games, weekend Uh, day games, the breakfast, they have such good grits. The Sunday, I think it's just Sunday, maybe, breakfast at Yankee Stadium. One of our colleagues, David Adler, who's a researcher and reporter like me, my first year with MLB.com, I remember he used to say he would pretty much go to Yankee Stadium for a weekend day game to get that breakfast because it was so good. I mean, they stick around, cover the game, you know, do all the <laughs> other stuff too. But 
that breakfast, I think he was really in on the eggs that they had. But regardless, so good. Yeah, Yankee Stadium, we can, can say a lot, but we have another take that's kind of relevant to this conversation uh, from Martin Gallegos. Uh, he is our A's reporter for MLB.com. He asked A's starter Colt Irvin, which food he gets excited to see in the clubhouse. Anytime it's barbecue, I'm always happy, especially when there's brisket or something like that. Um, that's good. I love, I love when our taco truck comes in. He is like, he does the... I think, he, I think he does brisket or pulled pork, but he smokes it overnight, and so it's like the marinade perfectly. Anything, anything that takes time to cook, I get excited for. So barbecue, um, when you're marinating, marinating meat in any capacity, I'm all, I'm all bored. So that's 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 what I love is when when we have some good good spread that's kind of cooked overnight. So Mark Canna was talking about <laughs> former teammate Cole Irvin when he was talking about how teams <laughs> expect that guys like barbecue. And that's no disrespect to anyone involved, but the first thing I think of is that these guys were teammates and Canada is talking about, oh yeah, we get a lot of barbecue. Well, you know who enjoys it? Cole Irvin. And I love the shout out to anything that takes a long time to cook. I like that. Yes. Slow and steady wins the race. And so what what I also focused in on in that response is he talked about the taco truck that comes in. The, the A's are different. Like they don't, they don't really have one traditional press dining. They don't really have that. A lot of the writers go outside. They have food trucks outside of the ballpark. That's cool. And so you can go outside and you can go get different food trucks. So when we were there, there was like this pizza food truck. I know they say like, they were kept saying like, oh, if the taco one's here, that one's great. Well, I mean, there's just different things. Apparently there's, it goes to the players, which I didn't realize, I guess along the same lines, which seems really cool to me that the players can also experience that. But he continued with Martin. Uh, he also talked about eating during games, which is definitely pretty unique to just baseball players as opposed to other sports. Between games, I'm the biggest snacker on the team. I think in the clubhouse, they call me snacks. <laughs> um, at least the, the training room does. So, yeah, that, I, I think snacks are a big thing. Sunflower seeds, I go through a bag in, like, two innings, three innings uh, by myself. Yeah. I just crush those things. Uh, but then I go inside, and I'll try to find some candy or try to find some stuff that's just not good for me. <laughs> so I, I, eat, I eat everything. They call him snacks. It's amazing. I love this. Oh my gosh, that's I think that's going to be the favorite clip of the day. They call him snacks because he's always eating. He goes back into the clubhouse and is trying to find candy or other things that aren't good for him. That's hilarious of an answer. I love that so much. That's so much fun. And it's such an interesting thing with like whether players eat during a game because some guys will on the dugout bench be eating something. There's all these, you know, as we uh, talked about when we talked about superstition, those like Gatorade gels, those kinds of things. There's always sunflower seeds. If those count as food, they kind of are, but not really much of food. But it's really interesting. I remember earlier this season in 2022, 
in that game where the Blue Jays scored a ton of runs at Fenway Park, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was seen at the end of the dugout bench making himself a little fruit cocktail with some fruit juice and some fresh fruit during this game where his team was scoring all these runs. And these things stand out because not everyone is doing that during a game. One of my favorite things is like you get on these turf fields uh, from time to time and like you think back at like the Blue Jays, like you think of Blue Jays up in Toronto. Um, You quickly find out which guys are eating in the field when they're out in the outfield because like the grounds crew has to do things and it's different because it's turf and you see these shells of sunflower seeds that were spit out by players in the outfield but they can't go anywhere because it's just turf it's like sitting on carpet in a way and it's like well what are you supposed to do with this so the people in the grounds crew they had people going by with a broom and a little dirt thing that you can just sweep everything into. And that's how they have to get up all the sunflower seeds at the end of the night. And then sometimes you can see them over by the dugouts with leaf blowers because you see all the seed shells that are out in front of the railing and they have leaf blowers just blowing them then into the dugout to get them off the turf. I think that stuff's really, really funny. I think I, something I never even thought about before I stayed there and watched it actually happen live. Um, so there's definitely snackers. The turf field will expose you as a snacker because after you've left the game, your remnants is still out in left field or right field or wherever you were. I don't think I would be a snacker if I was an actual player, but that's a pipe dream that would never happen. So I don't know if I really need to spend much time thinking about it, but I don't think I would be. Okay. So I raise you. I am a runner and I thought I would never be someone who ever ate anything during a run. There are these kinds of gels, kind of like those Gatorade things. There are things that people eat during runs, especially for longer distance runs, where they do it to get a little more energy partway through. I never thought I would be that person And then I ran a half marathon for the first Hmm. time. And I got to about the half marathon is 13.1, in case anyone doesn't know. And at the maybe seven or eight mile mark in the first half marathon I did, which was the Hartford half marathon, um, I got there and they were handing out these goo packets not quite the same as going in and finding like an ice cream bar, but it's something. <laughs> and in the moment, I was like, you know what? This is the right thing to do. And by the way, my running career is the closest I will ever get to being an athlete. <laughs> and it's nowhere near. But I mention this because this is the first time we're mentioning this on a podcast. But I know you will be running your first half marathon of your running career. Mm. In January 2023. So perhaps by then you will become somewhat of a snacker during a athletic activity. As enticing as a goo packet sounds, <laughs> I'm not quite sure I'm sold on it yet. But maybe in desperation mode around mile seven or mile eight, yeah, goo will sound good. But the at least presentation of it that we just had right now, I'm not quite convinced, but we'll see. It could grow. 
Um, we can hear one last quote now before I get fixated on the word goo. Um, <laughs> and we can hear Tigers reliever Andrew Chafin, who told our Tigers writer, Jason Beck, about his favorite pregame ballpark meal. Pizza. Can't go wrong with pizza. Get your mind right and the grease from the pepperoni help move your joints up so you can move a little easier out there. Like pepperoni or just whatever? Can't go wrong with a pepperoni pizza. I like, I like all pizzas. I don't discriminate. It gets your mind right. That is something I've never heard <laughs> about pizza. This is a live reaction, folks. I had not heard this before. <laughs> that is why there's so much laughter here, <laughs> just so you know. This is my favorite theory of all time. I really wish that we could follow up on pepperoni grease lubing up your joints, but I think at this point we've collected enough information from all these players to answer our original question of what makes the best ballpark food. So we're going to do that when we come back from this break. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I had the nachos in the helmet, and they also had a chicken and waffles with a Yankee waffle. Like oysters. I'm basic. Hamburger, hot dog, nothing crazy. crazy. No, you don't have to be fancy. Nobody wants to go to the bathroom in the stadium and do a number two. So no, that's not no, nobody would ever do that. Welcome back to Fielding Questions with me, Mandy Bell, Guardians beat reporter for MLB.com and Sarah Langs, researcher and reporter for MLB.com as well. And Sarah, after all of this talk about food, other than the fact that I'm now going to go get a meal after this and think about my meatball cone, we need to figure out exactly what makes the best ballpark food. And at least to me, especially if you ask some of the players, quality is important. Um, but I think it's more so something that has a specific tie to a ballpark one, something that's unique, something that's different and finding that balance of being able to be unique, but also appeal to a large group of people is very difficult. And it seems like at least for some of these ballparks and some of these really specific things, they've sort of found that balance. And I think if you ask anyone in baseball, Yankee Stadium has killed that balance. So uh, I think they got it down pretty well. They definitely do. And I think I want to give the answer from the fan perspective specifically. I think for fans, what makes the best ballpark food is really that taste and smell and sort of auditory memory all in one. The type of memory that isn't just on paper. It's something that's kind of 3D or 4D, where you remember everything about the moment. And I think that that's what makes ballpark food so special. I think that's what makes it such an important mode of marketing and such an important thing for teams to do and to put time and effort into. 
when they're creating ballparks. I mean, every year I get the press releases for pretty much every team being part of our news desk at MLB.com. You, of course, get the ones for the Guardians. And every year, a couple days before the season, there's a event, a media event, where they say, come sample the new food items at Citizens Bank Park. Oracle Park, Progressive Field, every ballpark does that. And the reason they're doing that is not just to make money and sell food, but it's to find that unique and crystallizing thing that a fan is going to associate with their ballpark. So I think for fans, a lot of that kind of tokenizing in a good way is part of it as well. And we want to hear about your favorite ballpark foods. So tweet at us. I'm at Slangs on Sports on Twitter. Mandy is at MandyBell02. Tell us what you eat at the ballpark, how we didn't answer in this question, what ballpark food are you eager to try that you haven't yet, and what do you associate with the ballpark and with ballpark food more than anything else. We want to hear about it. Yeah, we do. Please tweet at us. We love all of that stuff. We love any type of interaction. And I obviously love talking about food as uh, we've shown on Twitter apparently way too often. So don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the show or have any suggestions for us at all, please leave us a rating and a review. Fielding Questions is a production of MLB Originals, hosted by me, Mandy Bell, and Sarah Langs. This episode was produced by Ian Kay and mixed and sound designed by Alexander Overington. Special thanks to all the reporters who helped get us some audio that we were able to respond to this week, and Matt Myers and Nick Vinicor. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>